I want to talk to you about uh, the Lord is the strength of my life. And David, he found strength in the Lord is God. So, um, uh, Kimber, could you put up that scripture from 1 Samuel 30, 1 through 6? And we're going to read that real quick. And uh, I've got some some introductory things I want to talk about. Um, but do you have it? Okay. All right. So, so David and his men reached Ziklag. Now, Ziklag was just a, a country town. And on the third day, can anybody think of a, a better name for a country town than Ziklag? <laughs> so, Ziklag was where they were. Uh, David and and all his men, their wives and children were hanging out and David and his men and there were like 600 of his men okay, so you can imagine how many how many women and then all the children and, and things like that, David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day, okay, so they had traveled for three days on, on horseback and such, and can you imagine how excited they were to to see their children and see their wives. I mean, if you haven't been home since since moving day and you get to go home for fall break, you follow what I'm saying? No? <laughs> no, you're not excited. Not well, uh, let me say it. Uh, well, Matt and Jackie, they were excited the day that they stood before me in the presence of God. <laughs> so I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it. Both young and old. They killed None of them, thankfully, but carried them off as they went on their way. And there's a little more part of that. Okay. And when David and his men reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. And David's two wives had been captured. Ahinoam, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but it's, it's, it's almost midterms, or it's midterms are going on, and, and fall, fall break? Yes, yeah. What do you call it? Fall break. Fall, fall break is soon at hand. And you 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 you're getting to the finish line of fall break, right? The, the goal on fall break. So it's easy to be a little tired, a little worn out, a little stressed, a little anxious. Anybody feeling me right now? Okay, thank you. I just want to make sure you're paying attention. 
You know, and one of the biggest obstacles for growth that we have to face in the university is we all have to deal with challenges and problems, right? We're, we're going to, we're going to read, or we're going to learn more about David and his dangerous problem, but as university students, we are constantly in a transition, and the best thing is to always remember that God is with you and me, and he will strengthen you through every challenge and situation you face. Now, we always, we just have to trust that God will do what we're asking him to do, right? You know, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, amen? God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. How do you know that? Because that's what the Bible says. But it's true. God has not given you a spirit of fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear about whether or not you're going to be a Marine or not. God has not given you a spirit of fear that he's not going to come through for your school bill for the next semester. God is not going to give you a spirit of fear that that young man that you were thinking about, <laughs> ladies, or that precious lady, gentleman, who you might be saying, man, I'd like to go out with her. <laughs> Hello. Am I being real? Say You know, so, so we, we just, you know, what is God wanting to do in our lives? God wants to strengthen you first and foremost. Amen. He wants to help you through any challenge that you're facing. See, when we're learning how to trust him through these challenging times that we face, and college is all about it. Challenges, challenges, challenges. Projects, deadlines. <laughs> Follow what I'm saying? This is all this, all this stuff's happening. And do we trust God? Do we make room for Him in our lives? Or are we, are we captivated by fear? Did you know that you can come directly to God through Jesus Christ to His throne of grace and receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Amen? But you and I have choices we have to make. We have to, we have to, we need each other to help remind us that we are stronger together when we pray, when we read God's word. Amen? Amen. When you come boldly to God's throne, Look at when you gather together. Look at what God can do. So many challenges that we will face. Let me tell you some some that I saw in my plethora of years of of campus ministry. Some of the, the, the challenges you are, you're going to face are challenges with your roommates, right? 
And will you find strength in the Lord your God when it comes to dealing with your roommates? Sometimes you like to bless them out, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But God wants to give you the strength to love them out. <laughs> to serve them out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. To care about their needs more than your needs. Hello? Yeah. Yes, there are those challenges with, with relationships with the opposite sex. But probably the better thing you need strength for and to prepare yourself for is it doesn't work out. Unfortunately. Some guys and some girls in those days and those times seem to fall all apart when when Mr. Right or Mrs. Right become Mr. Wrong or Mrs. Wrong. Hello? Will you have will you find strength in the Lord? Amen? Oh. Always academics, papers, midterms, learning Spanish, and which, which was spoken in our, our group. Two classes of Spanish, man. My brain would be fried and thinking of like that. But she has that talent. But what about those projects that you have by yourself? And then the dreaded group projects. <laughs> And the group dynamics Ooh. where you have to depend upon others to do their part. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And you know, your biggest challenge, hello, your biggest challenge is Satan. Your biggest challenge is he's in all of these areas that I've just talked about. For our struggle, the Bible says, is not against flesh and blood. As much as you think those people in your small group and their projects responsibility, as much as you want to, bless them. <laughs> Remember, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's right. It's never flesh and blood. Hello? It is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And the question is, will you find strength in the Lord your God? Amen? With all these challenges and obstacles, God has sent me all the way across the state tonight just to tell you and remind you to find your strength in Him, in Jesus. For He desires to help you and enable you to be victorious in all that life brings. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that you would help my brothers and sisters tonight to remember that you are always there. That you are and you desire to be the strength of our lives. That no matter what happens, no matter what situations we face, help us to remember that you are there for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yay. So, so Samuel, the prophet and judge, was led to go to the house of Jesse. And Jesse had... 
How many sons did Jesse have? Jesse had eight sons. And his youngest son, his name was? David. David, thank you. All right, so unbeknownst to those eight sons, and maybe had some daughters, but the Bible doesn't say, but anyways, unbeknownst to all of them, Samuel came to anoint one of those sons to become the next king, king of Israel. And so the first, the oldest son walks in front of Samuel and, Sa and Samuel thinks to himself, surely this is the Lord's anointed. He stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, 7, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen? So God is not looking for the best looking person here. The best looking person. Let me see. I see a lot of great, awesome people here. God's not looking for the best looking person. God's looking for the person whose heart is fully committed to him. And he knows who you are. He knows the people that their hearts are fully committed to him. They are the people here in Memphis, Chi Alpha, who are going to do great exploits for the Lord in their lives. Only if you are finding your strength in the Lord your God. Amen? In 2 Chronicles 16.9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Amen? So if you feel like, I need some strength, because I feel so tired, I can't make it. I'm just, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to throw in the towel. Know that God wants to strengthen you if you're fully committed to Him. Amen? So how do you get fully committed? You just say, Lord, I, I'm sorry for the things I've done. Straight up. Lord, forgive me. Get And get committed. Amen? David had all kinds of challenges. David was not fully loved by his parents. His brothers treated him horribly. And, and you know, he was the youngest of his family, and he was not the spoiled, rotten brat like a lot of youngest children are. <laughs> he was he had he was greatly challenged. In Psalms 27:10, the Bible says, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. You know, you might you might have a bad family situation. My dad uh, beat my mom every time he got a chance to. When be, between the, the my birth and eight and a half years old, and um, so I really didn't know what a father was in my life. So um, you know that might be a story that you might relate with that. 
somebody in your family didn't treat you the best. But the Lord will take you in if you ask. Amen? No, David was a hard worker. He cared for the family's sheep as an adolescent. Uh, David as a preteen. And Shepherd was challenged to defend the sheep. David learned a lot about trusting the Lord and while he was uh, defending the sheep and caring for them. David penned the, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23. Uh, obviously, when he was uh, with the Lord uh, out in the, in the, in the fields. And, and even Saul, when he interviewed David, now as a young teenager, who was the only one after 40 days of hearing the taunting of Goliath every morning and evening, who had the audacity, David had the audacity to be willing to stand up and challenge Goliath. And when David asked, when Saul asked David about his abilities to face a giant, David responded in 1 Samuel 17, 34, but David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep with a lion. When, when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul was moved by David's faith in God and knew with God by his side, he could defeat this giant. Amen? Amen. And I read this story as I, as, as I was reading the story to you, with you guys. The Lord really spoke to me about what have you seen God do in your life? What has God done for you? Because God wants you to know He desires to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask, think, or imagine. But you have to ask. You have to seek Him. The Bible says if you seek Him with all your heart, you will find Him. Amen? If you want to hear Him speak to you, you have to be willing to listen. Amen? And God desires to do that. Amen? You know, David had to face the Goliath giant. Anybody know how tall Goliath was? Real tall. Real tall. Good. That's it. He was really tall. He sure was. He was what? Nine feet. And how many inches? I can't count. <laughs> yeah. He was nine feet and nine inches tall. Can you imagine that? You know, see, I'm, I'm six feet, so i got to cut my arm off to stand, stand on my head to be nine feet. So just think about that. Nine feet, nine inches. 
David was a young teenager. He wasn't even five feet tall, probably, <laughs> right? David's only hope, because he didn't have no weapon other than, he didn't have a gun. No, nope. no, no machine gun. He didn't have no bazooka. He didn't, he didn't, you know? All he had was a sling. And somehow, David ran right at the giant, flinging that, that rock in his, in his sling. And that rock, imagine this, he had, he had an armor bearer, Goliath had an armor bearer in front of him. And that rock went around that armor bearer and came in and hit him, Goliath, the only place that was probably open on his body. Right here was this, this part of his face. It's all. And that rock went into his forehead and sunk real deep. I think that rock might have had a little help from an angel. Because David had his strength in the Lord. Amen? And that giant poof, hit, the, hit the dust and was dead. Amen? The first smart rock ever. Amen? So David was also anointed to be king of Israel. But he was challenged to wait many years before he actually became king of Israel. Amen? I, I had this uh, student that Matt knows when he was a student. His name was Taryn Ellsworth. Taryn was, lived in Memphis. And he met a beautiful young lady. And, and they were really just in madly in like with each other. And Taryn just, this was crazy enough to say, you know, I need to pray about this relationship. So him and his girlfriend, I don't even remember her name, but they prayed, and God told Taryn, wait seven years. Can you imagine waiting seven years to be married to the woman of your dreams? And there was even times I wondered in that Second, third, fourth year, I was like, Taryn, did you really hear God say, wait seven years? But Taryn was serious enough that if this is what God said to do, he was going to do it. Would you obey God like that? Amen? You know, your, your campus pastors, they made a commitment to each other that they weren't going to kiss each other until their wedding day. Can you imagine <laughs> waiting till that moment? And boy, when they stood before God and I said, you may kiss the bride. Oh my gosh, they were like, <laughs> exchanging, swapping. <laughs> yeah. So glory to God. But they made it. Amen. So back to Taryn. 
He was seven years. So now it's, it's year six, okay? Year six, then all of a sudden, it's getting, you know, the six years and a month, six years and two months. Now listen to me. Then we found, then uh, word, word kind of got out that his fiance had cheated on him. In fact, she had multiple kind of affairs. And I looked at Taryn. I said, boy, did you ever hear from God? And he is now married to a most wonderful lady. They have two adorable children and are just madly in love with each other. Amen? When you obey God, amen, that's the key. And, and when God tells you to do something, you can find strength in that word. Amen? If God tells you to do something and you find strength in that word, then you can take it to the bank that He will do what He says He will do. Amen? Let me tell you another time when God told me to do something. My, and this is a marine story about it. Okay. So anyways, my son Joey is a Marine and he is in transportation. Oh, he was in transportation. He did four years and he did, uh, he did a, um, what do you call them things when they go away and... A tour? A tour, yes. <laughs> he did a tour in Iraq, all right? It was four months in Iraq. And then they came back to, uh, to the States. And two months later, God said, I mean, not God said, but yeah, probably did. But the, and my son found out that they, had to be, they were being deployed again, this time to Afghanistan. When God said, when, when, when Joey told me, we're, we're getting deployed in a couple months to go to Afghanistan. The Lord told me to fast 40 days. So now I, believe it or not, uh, my, my church back in Knoxville, we, we fast the first 21 days of the year. And we've done that um, 43 years. The church has been in existence. So, but I've been part of the church for 27, so I've done 21, 21 days, but that particular year I did a 40-day fast, and now it's April, and God told me to do another 40-day fast. I'm like, okay. So I was, I was doing that 40-day fast, and I was reading in the Bible uh, in my morning time of praying and, and, and reading the Bible. Guys, let me tell you, these Bibles are free, right? But they're not free to just sit somewhere. 
They're for the purpose of reading. Amen. And to read every day because you'll be a better man, a better woman of God if you'll read those, read the, the Bible. Amen. So I read it in, a, in, a, in a scripture and the Lord just spoke to me so strongly that God was going to protect my son and he was going to come back safely. And, and I can show you the verse if you want to do, see that later. But anyways, so it gets over in Af Afghanistan. And the first mission, my son was in transportation. He was the number one driver of his, of his platoon. So there was a line of, you know, of, of like at least a block of different armored uh, vehicles uh, driving in, in, a, in a line to wherever they were going. And Joey, as he was driving, hit an IED. Now, I saw the, the picture of the video because the line was so far, so long that there was uh, people uh, just with their cameras were, were videotaping their, their journey. And and the and the person that was uh, filming with his phone, he, when he hit the IED, the engine of the vehicle blew out like a hundred yards, like a football field. It, it went high and far, and he, and he started to cry. He said, "There's no way that Joey's going to." survive that he's toast Joey when he came to he was wet all over and he thought it was his blood but his nose started working and it was oil and antifreeze and the Marine Corps told him it was the worst non-fatality uh, IED that they'd ever experienced. In fact, Joey only had a sprained thumb. He called me from Germany because they met back the, the all the, the guys that were in the in the vehicle because the worst injury was a sprained thumb. <laughs> so uh, um, when he called me, he said, "Dad." I said, I've been in IED. I said, oh, he did. I said, but, you know, you're talking to me, so you're alive. Um, is, are you, do you have all your pieces? <laughs> all your parts? He goes, yeah. Oh, the worst injury was a sprained thumb. I said, you better tell those guys that you're dead. <laughs> so glory to God. Amen? Amen. So here's the challenging situation. The 600 men of David had traveled by horse or camels or whatever by, for three straight days. Joy of, of seeing their, their children and their wives turned from joy to horror and grief, right? David and his men cried and cried until there were no more tears. All, his, all their wives, all their children, all their belongings, all their property was gone. The men were so angry and bitter, they had thoughts of killing David. 
for some reason. In the midst of all this grief. Amen? But David found strength in the Lord his God. Will you choose to find strength in the Lord your God, even when you've got tough situations going on? When you wonder, how am I going to afford next semester? How am I going to be able to make it the rest of this semester? Can I do this? David found strength in the Lord his God. So the first thing David did was he told the priest, put on the, the, uh, the, the, the piece of uh, clothing that, that uh, priests wear. Um, i trying to remember the name it's called. But anyways, David had the priest put on his, his priestly outfit, okay? And, and it was a holy outfit. And David began to pray. Now, guys, when you pray with your brothers or your sisters, the Bible says where two or more are gathered in my name, Jesus said, I am there in the midst of them. And as, as holy as that priest was with, with the priestly garments, when you pray with the brothers, with brothers and sisters, it's a holy moment because Jesus is in the house. Yeah. And we're going to pray in a few minutes. And Jesus is going to come and be a part of us. And I'm going to ask you to share whatever is going on in your life. You don't have to say it. I'm just going to say, whatever is going on, let Jesus come and help you. Amen? Let Jesus come and take your load. Amen? Let Jesus come and strengthen you. Amen? Secondly, David had to wait upon the Lord after he asked questions. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? David was asking. You know, if you ask, you'll receive the answers. Sometimes you're going to have to ask and keep asking until you hear God. But if you ask, and if you wait upon Him, He will speak to you. Amen? God said, pursue them. God says, you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. They had a word from God. If you hear God, you can take it to the bank. Amen? Boy, it's a joy and it's a thrill when you hear God speak to you. Amen? Has anybody in the house heard God speak to you? Amen? I didn't see all the hands raised. Follow what I'm saying? God wants to speak to you tonight. Amen? 
If you ask, he will do it. Amen? So David and his men, they left and followed the tracks and found an Egyptian slave who belonged to the Amalekites. And they asked because he was, he was left for dead. And they fed him and he, he revived. And they said, would you please tell us where the Amalekites are? Because they got our women and our children. And, he, and the Egyptian slave says, because you helped me. And, 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 and I was left for dead. And you brought me back to life. I'll do that. So he takes them right where they're at. And David and his men kill all the Amalekites. And, re and they rescue and, and bring back everyone. All their wives, all their children, all their property. And they brought a whole lot more. And they gave a lot of it away. Amen. So David found strength in the Lord his God. He was able to do what he thought he never could do in rescuing his family. Amen? And tonight, I want to ask you, like I said, what do you need Jesus to give you strength for in your life? Amen? Now, in our group, I said, I need finances. And there were others in the group that needed finances. Okay, so our God, my God, shall supply all your needs, right? According to his riches in Christ Jesus, amen? My God shall supply all your needs, amen? So God is faithful. He's not going to lie to you, amen? And there's lots of promises in those books that are free right there. And those, those Bibles, they cost like $100 or something. I mean, they're, they're well written. And, and, and they're, they're the Chi Alpha Fire Bible, which means there's a lot of teaching about discipleship and, and, and uh, the, uh, the, the plans and vision that Chi Alpha is in, the, in those Bibles too. So, hey, you got an opportunity. Yeah, they're free, right? So anyways, I want to ask you to stand with me. Amen. Come on down.